everyone. Welcome back to Grace Accept Evolve with James Ray. How are you doing today, James? Uh, I am doing pretty good, Ray. How about yourself? Nice. I'm doing good as well. I was just, you know, I feel like a broken record lately is being like, it's so hot down yeah. here in the South. Delivering mail today, there were times I got in my car and I'm like, how do you even breathe this hot air? You know, ah, uh, so warm outside. But um, other than that, I've had a lot of interesting things going on the past week. And uh, yeah, I'm ready, ready to get into this podcast today for sure. Sweet, sweet. Well, I shall let you uh, guide the way. I will mention, uh, well, again, hello, everybody, to the audience and listeners. Um, so last time, I'm not sure where you want to start, but last time you had mm. the topic of family are we going back in that direction or 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 is there a different topic of series of events that's coming up we can and and yeah i I would like to talk about the other series of events that's coming up but yeah i do think that we should start there because i did uh kind of leave us on that note on the last episode so luckily i I am glad that we tabled it for this episode because Hmm. a lot of energy has dissipated and there is not as much excitement around it if that makes sense it's like i can see it from a few different perspectives and i don't know if anybody's listening and when when you if this happens to you james but like when things are happening in the moment sometimes you're very single focused Mm. Or I'll say I am very single focused and like what my experience is, how I experienced it and what I want to say, what I want to do. And as the energy starts to like dissipate and the situation isn't as in your face as much as it was a week before or even a few days Uh before, you're like, okay, how did I handle that situation? Wasn't in alignment with what I, who I want to be? How can I do better? What did I learn? Um, And and all those things. So I don't know. Do you, how do you feel whenever like situations that are very exciting? Is that kind of how you feel too? Like, uh, it stays with me for a while (laughs) (laughs) until there's some sort of resolution. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It tends to stay with me for a little bit longer. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, I, I will say, and this will, I feel like I need to take notes so I don't get too sidetracked, but like uh-huh. one of my values is peace. Peace is my anchor. So anytime I find myself just getting caught up in the waves of life, peace has been a returning word for me for the probably the past two years or so. Uh-huh. And whenever I'm not, and it's not that I, my goal is to achieve peace all the time. It's mostly when I am coming up against a situation that I might think or feel like it's kind of robbed me of my peace or it's disrupted my peace with peace being my anchor, I pray and I ask, you know, universe, what can I do to restore my peace? Is there something that's being triggered within me that I need to look more closely at? Or is this really a situation that I should not be having in my life? Like, is, Mm. is that why my peace is getting disrupted? So I really, I I think sometimes we make things so black and white and it could be a little bit of both. Like sometimes my peace is being disrupted because a boundary is being overstepped and it's a signal that I need to set a boundary or need to have a conversation. And so um, that's why I pray. 
a lot because it's always something different and it could be actually multiple things. I could also, I need to set a boundary and maybe I'm also not seeing something from the perspective of the other person involved at the moment Mm -hmm. that if I can just extend understanding and some compassion, then also my peace wouldn't can be restored. Does that make Mm. sense? Yeah. Okay. So, so because I have that anchor word, I would say that I do rebound a lot um, pretty quickly from situations when I'm not feeling peaceful, um, at least faster than I used to. Um, so what we left off with was me having a conversation with a friend, I believe. And, you know, I just got off a weekend with my family um, at a family reunion over the over the holiday. And it was so sweet. It was like, I met all, or I felt like I was meeting all these people in my family that I like re-meeting them because mm-hmm. we hadn't seen each other in about 10 years. And, um, when they would ask me what I do, I would never tell them, Oh, you know, I have a podcast where I talk about spirituality and, you know, um, starting a new podcast and I have clients and I do readings. Uh-uh. I told them, Oh, I'm a mail carrier. Yeah. I I carry mail. That's it. And uh, go home and watch TV. That's a lie. (laughs) That's a straight up lie. And it's because my whole family is like Southern Baptist. Like that is that is the origin on my mom's side. Now, may may I interject for a second? Now, is that would you consider that being a partial truth? Is that a partial truth? What? Because you said that it's a lie that you deliver mail and you watch television. Yeah, a, it's it's a part. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's all I want. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and and part of me not telling the full story felt like I was lying, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel safe enough, or that these people would love me if I told them what I the full truth, mm-hmm. the whole picture of who I who I am, and. It was an interesting sensation because a lot of these people I hadn't seen in 10 years and they weren't in my life before, but all of a sudden I was very sad and thinking that I could lose them again if they really found out who I was. Very Mm. interesting sensation. Mm. So I had such a emotional hangover after that, not because they know anything about me, but it brought up new fears that they would find out. And and this is always this is already a fear I have. Not that my mom and sister don't know what I do. It's like they ignore it. I, it. And I hate to compare it this way, but I don't know how else to compare it. But it's like being in a family where your family doesn't want you to be gay. So they just don't talk about you being gay. They just like they let you come over and they say nice things to you, but they just try to ignore that you're you're that you have this thing that they didn't raise you to be. And oh, wow. they're yeah, it's it's and it's it feels like you're never allowed to be fully who you are in these situations. And um, yeah, I mean, it it also takes me a while to rebound from these situations and feel fully expressive within myself in my actual communities that I'm building because mm-hmm there's new fears unlocked or new fears came back up to where I do try to hide and I try not to be who I am so that people love me. So it takes me like a good few days or even like a couple of weeks to 
even want to do like my readings and like my stuff anymore because I get afraid um, mm. of being found out and and all that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that happened. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty deep. Or at least deeper than I anticipated when you originally uh, brought up the topic. Um, yeah, it's pretty deep. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say about it. Because now it's just like, I always just deal with it by not talking to them about it. I always find other things to talk about. That's my go-to. Wow. And, and I find ways to connect with them on different levels and different topics. And I just try to stay away from those topics. That's just what wow, I do. Wow, wow, wow. And I guess it's interesting because it makes me think of like, okay, when I go into a social setting, right? And someone asks me what I do. In my head, and, I, you know, and, and at least that's what, I, uh, anywho, in my head, Usually I'm thinking somebody asks, is asking me, how do I generate money mm-hmm. in most scenarios? Because I could mm-hmm. say I can give an uh, answer about volunteering. I can give an answer about hosting meditations. Uh, but as soon as I say something about a specific task that might be related to a, a contract or something, you know, that clicks in the brain of money, that makes it clear like, oh, that's a money thing. Then there seems to be like a sense of satisfaction or gratification of, oh, I, I get how this person is a professional or I get how this person is. It really just generates money. I don't even have to say professional. And so it's like, actually, I just had this happen the other day because I went to a conference for um, an organization that I've been volunteering with um, I guess almost five years. Yeah, about five years. And they recently had a position come up, a part-time position uh, come up. And I was like, oh, well, that'd be kind of cool that I can get a position in this organization to basically get paid to do stuff I would do for free or that I had been doing for free for five years. And so I went, so as a part of this position that I got, that I received, um, we, me and the founder attended a conference Wednesday, I think it was Wednesday. And then right after that, I went to a cafe that I normally go to. And, um, the owner of that cafe was behind the register, behind the counter and asked me where I was coming from. Cause I was dressed up, you know, usually I'm in casual. And so anywho, she asked me, Oh, where are you coming from? And I told about the conference. She was like, Oh, I'm not, you know, she was familiar with the conference and wasn't sure why she didn't get an invite this year. And then she finally asked me, well, well, what do I do? And I was like, well, you know, I work with this organization. Well, actually I said, I work with this organization, which is why I was at the conference. And then I told her, well, you know, a couple other things. And then I said, the one thing that I've been doing for seven years, you know, that traditionally has been the breadwinner or bringing in money. But the whole thing is I've been working two, three years to transition out of that to do more things that I love to generate money, which was the whole purpose of me taking that position. I was like, oh, um, yeah, I, I would do this for free. And I have been doing it for free. Well, I might as well you know, get a paid position uh, with the organization. 
And so, and I have one other organization too that I've been volunteering with since they were founded. And now we, fortunately we get paid, you know, I get paid to participate with uh, that organization. And so in my mind, it's like this thing of, um, there's this maturation of me gradually like creating a lifestyle that supports my passions. And so actually the thing, my contract work that I've been doing for seven years, I've been phasing that out intentionally for the past definitely two years, maybe almost three years. There's been a process of phasing that out and, you know, finding other ways to support myself. And, um, but yeah, when I said the contract work, you know, her, her, I could see, I could see in her eyes, like the bell went off and it was like, oh, okay, this person is doing this and this is how they generate, this is how they support themselves or this mm-hmm. is whatever category or, or thing she put me in. Um, and I would say for the first time in my head, it didn't feel it didn't feel all the way all the way right. It didn't feel accurate to say it mm-hmm. because it's really not true. Like I have two other ways that I support myself. I have one, two, three other projects I'm working on that'll generate revenue uh, within the next, you know, within the next three to six months. So let's just say six months, uh, you know, being a positive flow. And then on top of that, investments and or all these other things or whatever. And so it's like, which, you know, those are long-term and eventually those will pay pay off. But those are all things that I've done. And that's a part of my activities, my routine activities that I'm working on that support, you know what I mean? That, that like is, is my lifestyle. So, so yeah, so it was quite interesting to, so I thought I still, I, I started to think, how would I describe myself? Like, how would I? Yeah, how would if someone asked me that question again, what answers do I want to give or what answers resonate the strongest? Yeah. Um and yeah, so that that's been on my brain recently of what answers do resonate the strongest? Because I, I you know, there's no way for me to go through a list of all that all the things that I do that contribute to my life and my you know, all the roles that I play uh in life or in the public. Um yeah. So actually, I, I still have a I have a little bit of a but there's still a question mark of, OK, what is my upcoming answer that resonates the strongest and that. Um, yeah. And that's the most accurate. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. And so that's just proof that some of us like more of us than just me, obviously, is, is struggling with you know, feeling and knowing that that's not the complete picture of us, because actually I do try to work on that. I do try not to define myself just as my job. When people ask me, oh, what do you do? You know, I I do like to say a lot of times, well, you know, I do yoga very frequently, like to go for walks and stuff. And, you know, um, I would love to say like when I thought to that, because I do make money being right. a reader and a spiritual coach. So I wanted to be like, yeah, I'm a mail carrier in the morning. And then I work a lot in the afternoon to build my spiritual coaching business. And, right, right, but right. I just left that out and said that I watch TV, which is not true. I uh, mean, sometimes it is, I do that to relax a lot and I do enjoy television and, um, 
it's, it's something that I do. You're right about that. It's some truth, but yeah, I'm working very hard to build an, a, a business for myself that like, I just have this feeling, which it, it's weird to me, but it's true that had I told them, Oh, I'm a, I'm a youth leader. They would be like, Oh my gosh, that's so cool. But mm-hmm. if I said, yeah, I'm a spiritual coach and I do readings every afternoon, they'd be like, excuse me, what mm-hmm. are they? And they may not talk to me for the rest uh, of the gathering, you know, mm-hmm. just to avoid conflicts and or whatever they want to say or whatever. Oh. So, Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. So because I've actually said before, when I quit my job back in the September of 2021, mm-hmm. um, that's when I started to really hone in on who I am as a person, because without your job, you don't really people you're right. It's not like socially acceptable when people ask you, what do you do? They're not asking you who you are. They're asking you how you make money. Mm-hmm. That's supposed I guess that's the most important question to ask person. How how do you how do you make money in this world? Like like as if that defines you, but it does define so many people. And yeah, I just I, back then is when I just started to really hone in on who I am. And I wish I told people, I want ask me, I want people to ask me who I'm being uh-huh. or what do I want to be? Or yeah, who are, who are you being today? And it's just not a normal question. And I, I don't ask people that, you know, but I think it's a more interesting question. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I think I feel or think on, in my end, it's an internal thing in my own head. All right. Because again, if I define it for myself, or I'm getting to the point of defining it for myself. Cause again, my plan and I'm, and excuse me, audience or listeners, I'm just going to talk this out. I don't have a clear thought in my head at the moment or, you know, a clear direction of where this is going at the moment. Um, is I'm still more so thinking of like, like, okay. So if someone asks me what I do and if they ask me about my occupation that generates, you know, how I support uh, my occupation, it's still kind of asking about my character or my belief systems or where do I spend most of my time and what I'm passionate about and this, that, the third, at least that's what I'm cultivating. And, and that's what I'm working to cultivate in my head. Like I could say, Oh, well I work, you know, in a different industry that has no correlation to anything that I love. Um, but truly I am working in a lot of, areas or arenas or industries or places that um that I am passionate about. So I guess uh, again so I still have I to w- get I still have to get more anchored and centered in my own definition of what is my public not public persona but what is my public answer if that's if that makes sense. Because I guess that's, yeah, because A, there has to be some type of public answer. But then obviously, as I get into deeper conversations, or if I get into an extended conversation with someone, then that's when it it would probably open up to talk about more different roles or different activities or or different projects. Or if this person says, well, hey, like, for instance, um, 
if this person says, hey, I'm into real estate, and then I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I blah, 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 blah. But if this person says, hey, I'm into um, certain currency or coins, digital currency or the metaverse or uh, uh, investment, you know, stocks and th that sort of thing. And I'm like, oh, well, me too, blah, 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 blah. And so it's, yeah, so I'm still forming at myself of like, what is that public initial response answer that I I feel incongruent, you know, that feels accurate. And I, I, and I get you might be saying something different because it sounds like you have an accurate answer. It's just a level of comfort or a level. Yeah, at least what I'm picking up on, there's a certain level of comfort or discomfort depending on the environment with your, with your family. Is that yeah. Well, and I, and I feel like you sense it somehow, some way too. I wouldn't say it, maybe it wasn't discomfort, but you sensed that maybe you hadn't told the whole truth or like that was, or you kind of got challenged a little bit. Like, is that really my answer? Is that really how I would describe what I'm doing? You know? Um, uh, I, I, it was more of like a, once she heard the, the, the contract piece, there was more satisfaction because, because uh, there was money behind it. Oh, because, did you? Oh, so you did tell her the other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, said, I must yeah. Have, okay, I, said, oh, I, I forgot work with this part. organization and I said, I, I host a meditation group and I do, you know, host meditations gotcha. and stuff like that. But as soon as I said, oh, I do this contract work, she was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. And when you said, you said, to, <laughs> yeah. right? she was like, okay, you know, get out of here with all that. What, what, what do you really do? <laughs> you right. Know? You know, but I mean, she didn't say that, but, it, you know, that's the, yeah, there was contentment yeah. when I said contract, you know, talked about the contract work. And I think I noticed that you said to, um, did you kind of, and I don't know if this was directly about your job, the one that you like the contract work, but I think you uh -huh. said something about like one that has nothing to do with like, what'd you say? One that has nothing to oh, do with. Oh, I said if I, if I, I can't remember the context that I used it, but I said something about if I worked in an industry that had nothing to do with anything I was passionate about. Okay. Do you feel like your industry, your contract work is what you're passionate about? Not anymore. No. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. Which is how I feel about, about my job. You know, I, yeah. I love my job for the security and I appreciate it and I love the certainty of it. And so there are parts of it that work for me and I don't plan on quitting this one anytime soon, but that's how I feel. And I, that's mm -hmm. why I felt kind of empty when I told them that answer, because it really didn't reflect any of my values or my character, <laughs> or uh -huh. it, it showed such a short view of my values and my character that right. I just didn't feel like I could be as honest as I wanted to be about more aspects of my character, because you hear someone's a mail carrier. What does that tell you about me that I, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know. There's parts of it that I thrive at because I'm a very committed person. It's a job you have to do yeah, six days yeah. a week. You have to wake up in the morning. You have to be disciplined. You have to be good with numbers. Like there's so many parts of the job that work for me, but I don't think unless you do the job that you know that those are the characteristics that I have yeah. necessarily, or those are my values. So that's what it was. It's like, I don't want people walking around thinking that all I care about or all I am is a mail carrier. Right, right years ago before I even quit this job, which I think is what helped me quit the job prior. Um, it's because I, I actually thought it was funny when I would tell people that I was a mail carrier. I thought it was like a character. I started, I started playing the part more and I would be uh, like, Oh yeah, like I'm your local mail lady. I don't know. I just, I say that as a way to be like, I'm a 
it's a character. It's just something I play for a few mm-hmm. hours a day and then I go home and I'm a totally different person. Because luckily, I don't have a job. I don't that part of my job. I don't have to take home with me. I don't know what I would do. And this this part, it sometimes it gets hard to just have your work at home, anyways, because sometimes you don't ever feel like you can take a break from it. So I'm very lucky in that way. But yeah, I I I find it funny whenever mm, um mm-hmm. like people just think I'm a male lady. That's funny to me. But um and it's, I don't know, sometimes I can't believe that I'm a male lady. I'm like, I'm not a male lady. It's so weird to think about, but I am. I've been doing it for 11 years. Yeah. Maybe 12. I don't remember. Something like that. And see, my, my thing is about it, about the conversation is, I guess it's my own awareness because right now I would, the, the primary reason I would say it is because it is at, in this moment, it is bringing in the most revenue and supports my lifestyle. Yeah. If if it was something else that I was doing that brought in more money and like there was less dependency on the contract work in this moment, you know, which I do feel is is happening in the in the near future of the future. I wouldn't I wouldn't bring up the other I wouldn't bring up the other thing. I mean, I wouldn't even be doing it. <laughs> so I guess that's kind of like the discourse. If it wasn't bringing in the money. I wouldn't feel a need to bring it up because I wouldn't be doing it. You know, you say that and it's curious to me because, because I actually have heard stories where people um, like when they do start doing their passion projects, like uh, let's just go for a blogger. There's a blogger that I know that's blown up like a lot and Mm -hmm. she's had hard moments in the past few years for media as well. But she used to say when like her business was bringing in thousands of dollars a month and when people were asking her what she did, she would just say, Oh, I have a little blog when she was Mm -hmm. like, she had employees, she had like money coming in and she would describe it as like something little. It was something she didn't like to talk about, but that was her main source of income. Uh... I think that's really interesting. I don't go around talking about my podcast actually probably because it's not generating money. Like I, I make some money off of it. Like recently I have, but that's been a year and a half. And so I don't tell people about that. There's very rare, very few times, few far between times that I tell people about my podcast. You get what I'm saying? Like there's this, there is some weird, I don't know, at least in my case, there is this weird internal or intrinsic correlation to again, if, if like say, okay, if investment real estate was at this moment, at some point it will, you know, bring in money. But if, if my activities in real estate was bringing in money and supporting my lifestyle right now, I probably would just say I'm an, I'm an investor or if any of my investments had already kicked back and returned and it was, you know, enough to a point to where I support my lifestyle. I'd be like, Oh, I'm just an investor because again, it will be this generic, it will be the truth and it will be answering what that person is saying. It just so happens. And I'm, you know, now this is getting a uh, vulnerable or personal or whatever. Yeah, there is a little bit of frustration that, oh, I'm still doing this other occupation. I'm still doing this contract work. And that's the breadwinner. I mean, let's say 50-50. There's less frustration than it used to be because right now, most of that money is like helping support me create these other streams of revenue, these other streams of income. And so actually, so even when I told her, you know, and I'm going back listeners to the lady at the, the, the coffee shop owner. I didn't feel as bad or as it was more of like a self thing 
not a self-worth, but I didn't feel as bad as I used to feel. I didn't feel as down or, or something as I used to feel in the past. Like I did feel okay. I was like, okay, she's going to see me as, you know, in her head, I probably just got stapled or cataloged as an investor, you know, as a, as you know, this person contract who does work. this contract work. And, um, and at some point in the moment, I, I was a little bit, I felt a little bit off and it made me reflect, but I felt okay. Cause I was like, Oh, you know, it's temporary. Even if it wasn't temporary, but still, all the stuff, other stuff that I'm doing is temporary because it's, or even if it's temporary, it's helping me along the way. Like it's helping me, like in a year, two years, or however many years from now, it'll be a part of my journey. It'll be a part of my story. And the answer will be different, you know, in the future. It just so happens that the answer, that is a part of the answer right now. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll I think that's all I have to say about it at this moment. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you something about it, but um, mm-hmm. I forgot. This is why I need to take notes, because I was going to really ask you something, but that's okay. Um, mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I think that was I think that was some quality sharing there. Um, yeah. Oh, this is what I was going to say. If... Um, and this is something that we can all think about in our lives right now, like maybe in the future, maybe after you turn the episode off. I hope something about this makes me feel like I can carry a little bit more after this episode. But um, something came to me. It was like, what would what would our life look like if we did talk more about the things that we like to do? Like, we just never know what people are into that maybe we would have a connection with someone or like I said I don't talk about my podcast so much. Maybe people would ask me to, what's your podcast? Like sometimes the reason why I don't is because I don't want them to ask that. Cause I feel people, if I just say I have a podcast, they might think that they now feel obligated to go follow it, which is not what I want, you know? So that's a big reason, but also maybe more people would want to check it out if I talked about it more uh, and uh-huh. perhaps I'm missing opportunities to connect uh, with, with people that are, want to be in that in my community people that i can network with maybe even potential investors or like people that want to take you on to projects james if you like mentioned yeah. that you do that you're an entrepreneur and like all the umbrellas and and like right. the avenues you and and that's why i said maybe we can think about this if you are listening today and that resonates i know it's something that i want to think about a little bit after this i hope i remember this conversation yeah. because I want to remember that, like, I actually could be missing out on opportunities by mm. not speaking the the truth. And actually, I thought about that after the reunion. I was like, what if there are more people in my family yeah. that also don't align with the values, but they're also afraid to speak up because it's so heavily saturated with a Southern Baptist belief that if I said something, they would be like, oh my gosh, you too, thank God. Like, you want to go talk in a corner about how this feels to be here with like Christian music being played and like um, people arguing about the Bible. It was interesting, man. Like, I was just like, wow. And um, they were, they were, it was interesting. Um, So yeah, like, and I did think about that. I was like, I think there was a few people there that also maybe feel the same way that I do, but they would never say it out loud. Yeah. Yeah. I think it does bring up uh, opportunity for um, shifts or, you know, just different types of conversations or different types of connections. Yeah. Uh, because again, it it's something. Yeah. I think it's something to, to, to be talked about or discussed or, or to be shared. 
just depending on what it is, you know, obviously there's certain activities um, that sometimes I don't speak about just because, uh, or I speak about it generically, unless again, someone shows an interest or an indication that, yeah, it really shows an interest, you know, so I'll mention something lightly, but usually, um, yeah, I won't go into detail unless someone like shows interest or, or, um, but you still speak about it though. Right. Am I hearing that right? Yeah. 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 Well, okay. uh, uh, the other thing I was thinking about is that it also comes with confidence and comfort over time. Yeah. Like for instance, like, okay, so I host meditations, you know, locally and so, or regionally, let's just say regionally. And at one point I have an, uh, so for listeners, I, I, you know, spent six months in Australia and I have an ex that, you know, a previous partner that lives there, but she now, now she's moved on. I said moved on, but she, she has a husband and they commute between, they live between the States and Australia. And so, but anywho, at one point, previously when she knew I did meditations, because we we're still friends, she asked me, she's like, oh, you could come here and, and do something, you know, with organizations, because, you know, she holds a, a, a quality position with a few, a company or two uh, in Sydney. And so she was like, oh, you can come, I can easily find your position doing meditation or doing um, just some type of not healing work, but I can't think of the title right now. And I realized, and I told, actually, I sent her this message recently. A part of me wasn't ready. Like I, I didn't ever acted on it. And A, probably because I, I wasn't going to uproot my life to, I didn't feel the call to uproot my life to a different country at that time. Even though that sounded like a, again, fantabulous opportunity. But I mentioned to her in a message recently, like I needed more time. Like I needed more mm -hmm. I needed I needed more experience to build my own confidence to to wear this title or to to carry the title or carry that whole moniker that comes with it as far as like the conversations and the lifestyle and even the ability like even though you know there's still a little bit a little bit of nervousness now but I am more confident that you somebody put me in any space like I can we can have a, a meditative experience or at least we can, I can share techniques and tools to um, that might lead to someone having a meditative experience. And so at that time, yeah, I mean, I would have worked through it, but still I was nervous. And I, the other thing it made me think about was um, I really didn't share much about like my meditations. Like people knew I did the meditation. I shared it a little bit, but it was more recent. I would say in the past like year and a half, that I've started marketing more or sharing it more or putting flyers out. And that's, you know, come with encouragement from people who attend and other people want to share it and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I do feel way more. It's, it's almost like that thing of uh, when they say you do something for 10,000 hours or some yeah. statement like that. There is a lot more. Mastery. There's a lot more comfort and confidence and like, and people even saying that name of like, oh, he hosts meditations or, oh, he's going to do a meditation, this, that, and the third. And so I will say it, I am more comfortable saying that way more now than I was a few years ago. Um, 
just because uh, what's the, the there's that um uh never mind i'm not gonna i'm about to say that that statement about like i want you know i'm okay with all the smoke <laughs> or something like that <laughs> well there's a term uh all the smoke and so the smoke is um we're not gonna break this down for our listeners but anywho that's saying all the stuff that comes with it so if somebody oh, like says, you don't want this smoke yeah something like that okay so so it's like saying that yeah all the conversations the inquiries i feel like i've studied not studied enough because studying is continuous but there have been enough experiences that i can like oh i can share this i can share that and i feel confident about it so even when answering the person at the coffee shop i'm like oh, okay yeah i host meditations and that's so that's an easy natural thing to roll off my tongue because i've done it enough and it's enough in my lifestyle and in my awareness and even you know, amongst the community or people or family or whomever that, yeah, that's who I am. It's, it's not even, there's no way of really hiding it, um, like talking about it. And so, so that's taking time. And, uh, and I guess to bring it in too, even with the talking about the contract piece. Yeah. It doesn't resonate as much. I think before when I would say it and I didn't want to say it, it was more of an angst and frustration of like, Oh, I, I do this, but I really don't want to do it. And it's still a little bit there, but um, yeah, there were just there was less confidence about the other stuff than there is about, you know, falling back on that. So, yeah. Cool. Cool. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, so I can go ahead and also share. Not to make this. Let's let's ask because I know I said I had two parts, but let's uh-huh. make sure. Let's see what you got going on. Me. I don't have too much. I'm tired, but I'm not tired. <laughs> what I am is um, I, I, I'm working at shifting perspectives. And so yeah. like, like right now, and I, you know, I won't go too much into it, but it's, it's, yeah, it's, you know, like, I think I may have shared this before, but if I haven't, being like ultra active is new for me and so it feels like exercise Mm. and so lately a lot of activity a lot of events a lot of just different happenings it feels like it can feel like resistance or it can feel like um, I was just about to ask you that (laughs) yeah it can feel like a resistance or it can feel like a struggle or and I'm you know or it could feel like um yeah just a lot and so i i feel like those type of things builds muscle it builds character at least in my case that's that's where i'm that's the part of the journey of where i'm at and um yeah so that's about all i really got to share about it is finding that motive not motivation but finding the having access and strength accessing the energy to move and do and grow that's probably mm-hmm. the best thing accessing yeah. that strength and that energy to continue the growth and continue yeah continue the growth yeah i'll say this to the the, the resistance i feel that a lot in my life like a mm. lot like, like yesterday i had to ho- i hosted a workshop and before i typed it up i was like i do not want to host this workshop but then when i just started typing up the notes for it i'm like oh my gosh this workshop's gonna be so good and then mm. when I got sat down, I was so excited to be there. And it was a great workshop. It was great. Oh, sweet. 
So mm-hmm. it's so interesting. I just want to say that um, because e- even today, even today when I was like, I, I had a shower and I was like, oh, I need a shower. I need to wash my hair. Mm-hmm. So part of me was like, I, I thought it to myself and I hate to admit it, but it's like, I even thought like, man, do we have to record this podcast today? Just to be honest. And, you know, I'm like, this is my commitment. And typically when I sit down to do it, it doesn't feel as much of a of, of a thing as mm-hmm. when I sit down to do it. So, and I also heard um, a quote yesterday. I think it was yesterday. They were like, the more scared you are and the more resistance you feel, the more it probably matters. Because there is there is something at stake. Mm. There's probably a change occurring mm, because yeah. if you automatically wanted to do it, then it's something you've probably already been doing. That's why your brain doesn't put the brakes on it. Like your brain never questioned. Well, at least for me, I don't know what you do. What's your morning routine, James, where like your brain probably doesn't be like, Oh, James, do you really want to do those journaling pages this morning? Or, you know, certain things, in our like and when I go get a cup of coffee, I'm not like, oh right, you think you really want that cup of coffee? It's mm. what I do every day. So anything that's new to the routine, your brain's gonna pump the brakes. It's like, why are we doing this? What's going on here? Like and and there's probably some change or growth occurring as well, whether it's on a belief level or even a time schedule level, uh an activity level, where like our brain's like, do I really want to do this? Because I would rather just sit and ponder for a few seconds or take a nap, you know, something. So just wanted to mention that. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree and, and resonate with the whole transformation or uh, I guess that's the word change or transformation. It's like, um, yeah. Breaking through a mold or breaking through mm-hmm. a breakthrough and you a know, routine. Use, yeah. Well, just uh, whatever, whatever breakthrough, especially even for the listeners that they may see or desire or are experiencing, it's like that. Yeah. There can be that push of, um, one might view it as push back or one may view it as a push forward or that, that, uh, tension or that tug and pull of the happens before breakthrough. And so if, um, and obviously, the, these are things that I'm uh, learning or experiencing in real time because it is like, oh, my gosh, you know, like I said, there's a couple of projects going on and literally to come out on the other side of that uh, or to break through certain thresholds, it requires a certain level of strength. And I guess this is something I could talk about, something that resonated the other day. So I either saw a quote or watched the video talking about um, mental toughness. And so I never had really thought about that that much about, oh, yeah, mental toughness is a having mental strength is a thing that carries people through situations, that carries people through moments, that get carries people through through new levels or thresholds or experiences in life. And just having that mental toughness or fortitude, one might, you know, or I might also call it is a skill or it is a muscle to be developed or to be focused on. It's like, oh, I'm going to be mentally strong. And so, oh, and I, and I guess it was a talk because it was, they were also talking about how most challenges or struggles or resistance happens in the mind. Like mm-hmm. a lot of it is mental 
and the narratives and the stories and the thoughts and then this, that, and the third. So to have a topic or a situation or a passion in life, to be like, oh, okay, I'm going to focus on this. I'm going to put my mental energy and my mental awareness and fortitude in on this particular goal or task. And I'm going to, it's, it's, you know, until it's done, like it's, it's, mm. there's not even a question about it until the mission is complete or until this phase or this task is complete. And so that's been a big part um, uh, recently as well. Cause again, like I said, I have a variety of opportunities of things happening and going on. And usually I might only focus on one, but it just so happens that I'm like going with the flow and doing multiple tasks at one time, not at one time, because I don't believe in multitasking like that, but I'm, you know, I'm just in, connected or involved in multiple different projects or, or tasks and it all feels beneficial and, and uh, fulfilling. It's just, again, it requires some mental toughness to yeah, do something new or, or access a new space. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And usually, and I mean, even with some of the people, uh, that I'm working with, or even, you know, that are part of some of these projects, it's like, yeah, people break down. And I, and, and so it was <laughs> funny. I was like having this talk with a family member recently yeah. because, and it was just like, I can see it and I can get it and I grasp it. It just like, and I even see where, you know, these are spaces I've been in before. It's just at the, and, and at the same time, I can tell like I'm just somewhere different right now. Yeah. And so it's like, I got to keep, I still got to keep focused. I got to keep moving. I got to keep doing what I'm doing and keep going really. Um, because yeah, there are for whatever suffering that this person is going through, there are answers, there are a way out. They are mm -hmm. solutions. It's just that this person, and I'm just speaking, you know, specifically for, you know, just the areas uh, that I'm talking about or in my life experience, like one or two people who are having these like mental, you know, are having these struggles or these issues. Um, they are answers and solutions, but like the, they can't even hear it because like, mm. because of, the breakdown that's taking place and so again having a mental breakdown again i get it or having some hiccups or, or or having obstacles in life and actually i guess this is another thing too uh that we might um pivot into but yeah having obstacles in life that's normal and i you know yeah. I, I probably could use another word for it but it's normal and so i don't i'm not quite sure it took me a while to feel prepared for obstacles or to feel that I could make it through certain obstacles. Um, and even now, like I said, it's taken like, oh, developing a stronger mental fortitude to make it through the own obstacles in my own head, uh, which I'm not necessarily giving too much energy into, but I might like, you know, catch it. When, when things go in that direction or anywho, or even distrust surrender whatever one anyone wants to call but um um yeah it's gonna happen <laughs> or it's happening <laughs> and so yeah 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 so that's more of when i was talking about tiredness or this that and the third it's still even that word tiredness it's not really it's still more like um a refreshing 
thing taking place to uh yeah continue forward and then move forward yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I wanted to, whenever you were just talking about mental toughness, when you first said it, I was so surprised that this is, is this like the first time you, you said you is like one of the first times you've thought about that? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, not thought about it, but I, this is probably the first time we've talked about it. Yeah. Well, I've, uh, like when I was in high school, probably even middle school as well, the coach I had, the coach I had always was like, you need to be mentally tough. Like mm. you're, you're being mentally weak right now. You're letting yourself get out of the game. <laughs> That's wow. all you think. But yeah, he yeah. would, he would call me out. He's like, you're not in the game anymore. Like get mentally tough. And like, he just used to yell like, and I love this person, but it's, it's him that whenever I do feel as if I'm, um, when I am checking out of a task, I, I, I do think about that term because he would, because it's, it's true. And also I wanted to mention when you're talking about shifting perspective this past week on, uh, I've been watching, I've been listening to a lot of Super Soul Sunday mm. and Oprah did one with uh, Deepak Chopra and he talked about how he went to a monastery, I think in India. Uh, and the monk that was his head monk or um, was like half his age and I think it was like just a couple, you know, very semi recent within the last 10 years or so, if I had to tell by the, so he'd been doing his work for a long time is what I'm trying to get at. And, um, he was at the monastery and he was walking somewhere barefoot and he told, and the monk, I think was like, and I'm all paraphrasing. If y'all want to go listen to the episode, it's on super soul Sunday with Deepak Chopra. But I think the, the monk asked Deepak, how are you feeling? He's like, well, my feet hurt because we're walking on gravel. He said, mm, that's interesting. And, uh, you know, it's true. Um, but the thing is, is like, it only hurts. The the only, the foot that hurts is the one that's on the ground and the one that's up doesn't hurt. Focus on that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I've been thinking, I mean, it was a perfect time for me to hear that term or that, that story because also in my life, I've been thinking about the stories I tell myself and, you know, kind of like what, <clears throat> kind of what you said, but uh, I was talking to a friend at work a couple of days ago and he was upset that he couldn't be more present. And I told him, I said, you know, it's interesting you say that because the fact you're even thinking about it is better than not thinking about it. There's so Mm -hmm. many people that aren't even thinking about being present. And there's so many people that aren't even attempting to be in the moment. And he's like, I can only do it for two minutes. And I said, well, you can either think about it as, damn it, I can only do this for two minutes. Or you can think about it as, oh, I just, I was present for two minutes. Because both are true. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's just the way you want to, it's the way you see it. And, um, and that's what I've been trying to really do too, is like tap into those moments of where, where's my perspective. And there are so many truths. There are so many truths. You can just be mad that you did something for two minutes, or you can be happy that you did something for two minutes because it was two minutes longer than you did before, you know? And, um, it's about the journey. Um, and I think you, you said it again, uh, going back to what you said is like, um, what was it? 
you had, I'm blanking like for a second. Um, it went away from me. Okay. That's okay. Um, it, it may come back, but, but yeah, talking about perspective, I think it's, I think it's great to look at the perspective because it's, it's very layered and, and I think they can all be true. I think they all are true. It just depends on, on the story you tell yourself and the story you tell yourself is going to determine your next steps. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And it's also going to determine, yeah, how I feel in this present moment. Because if you you think about, oh, man, I'm only being present for two minutes. Do you think you want to try it again? You know, because you feel like it's it's an indicator that you feel like a failure, you know, and it's like, why do I even try this? I can only do it for two minutes versus, wow, I did this for two minutes. Maybe I can do it for three next time. Yeah. And so this is actually you touching on a very valid point. And um, I'll even share this. Obviously, I will come out. I even share this one on a podcast. So this is something I share often about uh, human development. And let's just say child rearing. It's like there's that quote about uh, winners find a way to win and losers find a way to lose. And so when it comes to human development, especially with little kids uh, in early stages of life. There's like, I usually play activities or games because I, uh, and my ultimate goal, especially with someone, a young person, I want them to feel like a winner. And so it's not like I'm going to um, obviously cheat or just make it super, super easy or whatever. But I want my ultimate goal when I'm interacting with kids, especially in games or competitive or just things, activities that they're doing, I want them to feel like a winner because I'm already aware that as they gain more experience, their technique will increase. As their okay. exposure grows, their awareness of how to do certain techniques and things and this, that, and, and the third will increase. So as we explore, um different techniques still learn it's just learning how to you know them feeling like a winner and having that ingrained in their psyche that they're a winner and that they can make it through any situation is way it's ultra is of top importance to me because again their brain their attunement their psyche is already going to be like fixed on i know how to win or i'm clear i'm a winner and so let me just figure out how to win. And if it's more kind of uh, attuned to that feeling of a, like a loser or a failure, then they might get lost. You know, like they'll be like, dang, again, they might prospectively see a scenario at some point in life and be like, oh, I'm failing or I'm losing. When really it's all perspective. Not really. You're actually winning. It's just like, uh, again, it could be the fact that they're doing something, the fact that they tried out something new, the fact that they uh, uh, made an adjustment in life. Or even if I take it to my own or our, my own situation, it's like even the fact of me transitioning, taking two to three years to transition out of doing contract work into more passionate projects, that's still my process. Like I'm definitely two, three years closer or more closer than I was before. And even in answering that lady in the coffee shop, it's like, yeah, if she, if I had said that a few years ago, I probably would have been a little bit more, it would have stuck with me a little bit longer. Um, 
but now it didn't linger as much because my belief in it wasn't as like now I got too much other stuff going on. I know that's not my complete picture. I just know that's the part she gravitated towards. And yeah, like I like I said before in the podcast, in a few years, that won't that answer won't even be a part of the scenario. It's just it is right now. <laughs> yeah. And so um and yeah, 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 yeah. So it didn't and and it even kind of applies to something you asked earlier about moving past a situation and moving past things someone might say or something like that. And I was like, well, well, it kind of stays with me. And so I guess even to that degree, yeah, to whatever degree of energy I I give it is to the, um, I guess it's to the amount of time that it stays with me. Mm. Uh, so yeah, usually it does take me a little bit longer to move past and i guess it depends on how much someone says riles me up um because yeah once i get riled up uh i don't know that's 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 a no i don't know it's a part of my nature i'm aware of that like i'm aware i get riled up i'm aware that um there's you know there's passion there (laughs) there's there's, so there's levels of passion that can come out and a part of my nature or behavior is yeah is that passion can come out and 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 yeah and takes take a while to simmer down so Mm. uh one thing i want to mention about what you said was um you know about the the winning and even what what i heard and and something Mm -hmm. that i've seen over the past few years of doing jujitsu um is like you know that's kind of how you view it in jiu-jitsu even though you do notice like at the end of games people are supposed to shake hands there you they have certain groups where you, like when i used to play softball at the end of the game we would all put our hand out and walk across the field and slap everybody's hand and tell them good job whether we win or lose now i don't know how many sports do that now i don't really watch nba like sometimes you see you see people on other teams at the end of a game if they're friends from different teams, you see them hug, but I don't think the whole team says, Hey man, good job. Thanks for, you know, thanks for the time. But the truth is that without the opponents, there would be no winners. And you do what, what another thing that I heard, cause I know a lot of people harp on, like people feel like that kids are getting participation trophies and they get mad when they don't win nowadays. And I think that there, there, there's something to that, but I think it's different if you phrase it in a way, if you tell people, um, good job for showing up. Right, right, right. Because, sure. you know, yoga with, I do yoga with Adrian and, and she always says, you know, sometimes showing up is the hardest part. Mm. And every time you show up in life, you know, people, uh, there's, there should be some acknowledgement there that you showed up because sometimes that's the hardest part. Like be wanting to be seen or, or being open to being seen on a podcast has been a little bit difficult for both of us, but it's, it's a part of showing up and it's, it's different, you know? And so, I think that while maybe not everyone wins, and I think the problem people have is like trying to acknowledge the person with more skill and say that this person's a winner, but don't worry, the person with less skill is also the winner. There would be no, like you can't win without someone else participating and willing, being willing to struggle against you in some way. So in jujitsu, 
that's something that's become more clear to me than in like softball and things like that, because there's literally two people mm. they're fighting each other. And at the end, it's just customary to, to, um, respect the person you fought. doesn't matter how much, how, how long it took you to tap them. If you tapped them in 30 seconds or you tapped them, it took you the whole six minutes, depending on the time, different times for different belts. But it, it, it would be very disrespectful if you didn't bow and say thank you because you don't get to win if there's no one to beat. And right. so there's a respect there. There's a thank you for putting your body on the line and showing up to compete against me because not everybody shows up. Like I competed once and I hated it because I lost and it really messed me up. And, um, and part of it did make me want to compete more, but I've quit for different reasons because I'm just tired of like my body getting slammed around weekly, daily, all that mm. stuff. And, mm. but other than that, you do put your body on the line and not everybody does it. So in that respect, I do respect people that, that compete because it's, it's hard to get on the mat in that way and be visible and like show people like you risk getting choked in front of a bunch of people, which can be slightly embarrassing and different things happen. So, um, it is highly respected the people just for competing. You, you gain a lot of respect in the the sport for showing up a lot of times. Yeah. And so I, at least what this brings up for me listeners is that there's different winning looks many ways multiple there are multiple ways to win and so even the, this air of maybe even redefining i guess definitely on an individual level but maybe on a collective also you know at the same time on a, on a cultural level of what does winning look like in our culture you know what does winning uh success you know obviously this is an often topic in, in many conversations of what is success? What is um, a certain, you know, again, if even if I take this back to that conversation with the coffee, with the cafe, coffee shop owner, it's like maybe that was her interpretation. My contract work was her interpretation of success. Maybe when someone's asking me, what do I do? And I share, you know, the primary thing I share or there's more energy behind when I share something that's generating the most money. Maybe they feel like that's more successful, or maybe even I subconsciously feel that that's more successful. So again, even the part of this might be me, you know, is my process of putting more confidence and more energy and more weight, if you will, energetic weight or emotional weight on these things that matter and bring fulfillment and bring joy and generate and finding ways to generate revenue again that's you know supporting ourselves is important and, and revenue is important as well too but just again at the same time it's a process you know and then even if i'm two three years in me telling myself yeah i'm a winner i'm succeeding again i'm showing up and we've talked about this you know in a couple of episodes before it's like even when i'm hosting something i'm showing up you know right. and that's a part of the process that's a part of winning in this uh yeah 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 and so yeah those those are things that have to even you know collectively build in my own psyche to to be more confident of like yeah this is who i am this is what i'm doing this is my activity this this is what i do and so yeah. again the only 
piece is the the only other piece really is the financial piece which is you know again it's kind of unfolding uh as as things materialize or projects get, get completed um but other than that this is what i do you know this is this is how i am you know yeah, and I do think that a lot of times we do focus on a cult uh, as a culture on winning as being successful and being money, but I think that's kind of like making it come full circle. I think that's what's disappointed me so much about oh. like my response in that way because I actually don't measure my success with money because money is very it fluctuates, it comes mm. and it goes. And what I respect myself the most from is my ability to tell the truth and be honest about things because I want that same from other people. And so to me, the courage to be who I am and tell my truth, that's success to me because I truly think that that's a way to tap into more success in the future. Um, just showing up confidently in my life and not worrying so much about what other people think or and how they will judge me. And so I do think that that's why um, I was, I think at the end of the day, I was disappointed in myself mm. uh, for not, mm. for not showing who I, and, and saying what I, but actually not even just showing, but saying what I really wanted to say and, and tucking myself away. So actually kind of funny, cause I, I never have done this on the podcast before, but I do have my cards here. And I, I was like, something just was like, what should I, I, I just want to flip over this top card on the deck. Uh -huh. And it says, don't dim to fit in. How are you dimming your light in order to fit in is the card. Wowzer. So that is actually, I, to me, that's truly what it is. It's, it's, it's dimming your own light. It's dimming your truth. And I was dimming my truth because theirs feels louder. Theirs mm. feels more, it's taking up more space. So in order to not be seen, in order to not be targeted, in order to, I'm going to be quieter because their truth is louder, but mm. their truth. And this is something that I go around and around with my sister. Uh, I want to say my sister, whatever. She's in my family. It's fine. Um, not many of them. So it's no, no picking on certain people, but she, she's very convinced that the truth is absolute. And I always tell her the truth is really your perspective. You know, it's, it's what you, with how you, I don't know, it's just, it's perspective in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And, um, and she was like, she always, she's very uncomfortable with that because truth has been told to us our whole lives that it's, it's absolute when actually to me, truth is momentary. Like I, I'm this right now, but I'm totally open to changing tomorrow in a lot of different ways. I, I'm mm. totally open. Like I said, kind of going back to my career, it's kind of funny to me that I'm a mail carrier because to me, that's not my truth. That's just what I do. It's mm. not who I am. And so I can take that jacket off whenever I want. But something about not telling people about what I, I actually know my spiritual business being a holistic spiritual coach is a, is it's, it actually reflects my values. Mm. I built this because it, it actually reflects my values and my character and what I believe in. So when I can't be truthful about that, it makes me feel like I'm not being truthful about what's really true to me and mm. who I truly am. So I'm going to tell you this thing that's not going to bother you. I'm going to dim my light because um, I don't want it to bother you. I don't want to have that conversation. Mm. And 
and truly it's, it's my way of letting, it's kind of like letting their truth be more true than mine or like letting that be the, the, the louder narrative when really, if I'm, if I'm being honest, one of my other values is unity. It's, it's harmony living cohesively among, um, among humanity with us not having to all look or feel or be the same. Mm. And, um, maybe that's my way I I create harmony is by not disrupting their vibes. Like, okay, I'm in y'all's vibe right now. Let y'all sing your song. But when I'm by myself, I sing a whole different song. Just so y'all know. Mm. (laughs) In their symphony, I would be very off key. Mm. (laughs) So, you know, but, um, yeah. Yeah, Okay. So does that conclude, uh, episode and we're not, we won't say which episode uh does that conclude the episode for today i believe so yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't i don't uh nothing else is coming up in the moment like i said no we're we're we've uh uh fulfilled our time um yeah. so yeah i think we're good okay cool awesome well thank you everyone for listening we will have in the description below how to follow grace accept evolve and we have an email available if you want to email any questions or any reviews also on whatever app you find this podcast please leave us a written review give us some stars and yeah am i leaving anything out james um not necessarily but definitely uh if you know anything that we shared today resonated especially anything about levels of comfort um, and I guess, you know what, it's so interesting because now that I'm talking about it, somehow I do, it comes from this belief as well that, yeah, I can, I can move through things at a comfortable, like at a comfortable pace. And mm-hmm. so, um, or again, that, that, that's, that's motivating for me. And I think more so it might again, come from maybe at a youth or maybe just in the societal space of like people trying to force me to do stuff mm-hmm. when I'm like, Oh, if, if they had just asked or had just been more patient, it would have got done. Or it's just like, Oh, this has to happen now. Da, da, da. But anywho, that's a, we'll save that for another uh, episode. So if anybody has, yeah, it, just any insights or experiences that things that came up for them that they want to share, and talk about um or any reviews or uh, as race said um please do share please do you know send questions comments and so forth and we just thank y'all so much for listening and being here with us so thank you yes thank you all all right talk to you next week yes